0: Hey everybody, what is going on? My name is Eric McGrew with Elevated Office Podcast, of course, and then of course on Instagram, Eric underscore McGrew. And I am, of course, associated with Gap Arbor Supply. I am a consulting um, marketing guy for them. I'm part of the climbing team, the sponsored climbing team. And I also am associated with Weaver. I am a consultant marketer and um, do... Quite a bit of work for Weaver as far as product development and things. As well as I've met some new contacts at TCIA and now I'm working with a bunch of other people. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But today I thought I'd come to you guys and talk to you a little bit about some um, options for uh, how to pair your Prusik cords with your ropes. Now a lot of you guys have been climbing for a long time and you may know this stuff. So if you do, apologize. Some of you may have been running Prusik cords and not really figured out how to put combinations together. So keep that in mind that this might help you. And some people are new to person cords on rope and just don't know how to decide. Now, my voice is still screwed up. I don't know what I had, bronchitis, laryngitis, sinus infection, or this RSV crap. But I've got something going on. I'm past it all, except for I don't have my voice back. So please forgive me. I am trying to bring you guys content anyway, and I'm super stoked to have you guys um, watching on Instagram Live, and I am recording this for the podcast, so please stay in. If you want to be part of the show, make sure that you comment in the Instagram comments, and I will answer comments or relay the comments that you've made to those who are listening. So, um, when it comes to brisket cords, it's it's a very personal thing, first and foremost. Okay? Prisic cords are not so simple as you just buy this prisic cord, you put it on every rope you own, and they all work. Um, Some guys do kind of feel that way with prisic cords, and that's fine if you do. As a general rule, though, most people don't feel that way. And I've been looking for a while to help people figure out how to kind of figure out the combination, like what to pair together. And that becomes a bit of a challenge. Um, First off, keep in mind how much you weigh is going to have a direct effect on how prusik cords work and what kind of hitch you're going to tie. The kind of hit you like to run will determine a little bit about what kind of prusik cord you might want to run, especially in length versus, you know, ropes. You want to keep a few things in mind that I found, and these are just the basics. Keep that in mind. I'm not I'm not saying these will solve all of your solutions. First off, depending on the style of cord you want, or how long you want the hitch to be, you're going to look at different size Prisic cords and links, 28, 30. I have, some, I have seen some people run 32s, that's really long, and I've seen some people run 26s, which is really short. Not that it doesn't happen, but, well, I guess the smallest I've ever seen is a 24, and I don't know how they use that, but I have heard of people running 24. Not very common, though. Your, your most common... Trevi runs a little bit more of the um, Prusik on rope than I even do. So maybe he could tell you in the comments, but 26, 28, 30 is kind of like the, the standards as far as I understand. So depending on the kind of hitch you are running, that's going to be one determining factor. How big you are is going to be another. How big your reach is with your, your arm and how long your torso is, might also be a factor determining what kind of hitch you want, how how long it is, and what's comfortable for you. What saddle you're running, depending on if you're like running, for instance, the Sequoia SRT, with the belay loop, your, your device is going to be much lower, and your hitch is going to be right there, and you might like a little bit longer hitch to keep it up in your face. Now, with all of that being said, some of it's going to simply depend on what's going to hold you best and run the most fluid. So now, once again, we're talking about a little bit of hitch design and style but also we're talking about what combination is going to work so the most standard i i guess the parallel level that we can consider is same to same and this is exactly the concept you get when you use like the tail end of a bowline or something like that on a um uh man i'm forgetting the names of these hitches a blake's or a tautline line hitch so, like the old school moving rope systems, you know, you would tie a bowline with a, a tail or a but an alpine butterfly, whatever you chose to use at that point, or a uh, um, figure doubled figure over uh, figure eight, whatever. <clears throat> which bowline would have been the most common? And you add that on your carabiner for life support. Then you have the um, the tail tie a taut line hitch, and now you have your moving rope system right there for his throw. Uh, hip thrusting and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's the same to same. It's the same exact rope. It's the same exact diameter, and it works. Now, the problem with this that many people find is that in some cases, it may barely hold. It may creep as that tail gets a little worn or whatever because it's the same size rope, same composite, same makeup. And as that taut line hitch, that little section of tail... Gets a little bit um, worn out, it may fail on you sooner. And then by fail, I don't mean like drop you, but it may not grab quite as quickly. It may not hold as tight when you're trying to stay in a static position. And the closer that you're one to, the closer you are one to one, the more likelihood that's going to happen. The more potential you're going to have a, some kind of slippage. Something like that, if it's not tied just right or if it's not dressed just right and that kind of stuff, it'll work, but just know that. Now, <clears throat> on the opposite spectrum, the smaller your hitch is compared to the rope that you're climbing, so this is an extreme case. I don't know anybody who does this, I don't know of any rope that would even be approved to do this, so don't I, I'm just using this as an extreme case. Let's say you had a really strong hitch cord that was only like let's say six millimeter five millimeter and you were throwing it on a 13 millimeter half inch rope right that is a bad combination as well because your hitch is typically going to be so small it's going to cut in to that rope not actually cutting it but like dig in and then once it seats and like you've been working in position for a while and you have weight on it that hitch cord is going to be very, very difficult to get to break loose because it's like boa constricting that um, climb line. And then if you break it loose, it's going to have a it's not going to be very fluid. It's going to be very on, off or just off or just on, and you can't get it to move, depending on, you know, a number of factors. So, size of hitch cord compared to size of rope diameter that you're climbing on is a big consideration. And then another consideration to keep in mind is construction of climbing rope versus construction and material of hitch cord. Okay. Very, very important to consider because for instance, a ripped hitch cord, let's say you have an eight millimeter, right? And you're on a 13 millimeter rope and let's say it's Samson hot wire. Okay. Samson Hotwire is a very soft and supple rope in your hand. You can squeeze it, it compresses, it moves a lot inside your hand or inside a device. And when you put a smaller millimeter cord, like 8 millimeter, on there, and then it's hard cord, like RIT, it's not as soft like a beeline, then you're going to get a situation where it wants to choke that climb line and it could become very difficult to move and adjust, and finesse, and make it work the way that you would like it to. It may not be very fluid for you. The lighter you are as a person, the easier that combination would be to make work, okay? As a 260-pound guy, that ain't going to happen for me. I would sink into that, and I would fight and fight, and I would most likely have to unload myself to get that to break loose, and then it wouldn't be very fluid going down just to give you an example. Now, writ cord, which is very hard, on like CAM3 Max, for instance, which is a very static and stiff rope, also can be a challenge to make work because both of them are so stiff in the structure and fiber, the fill, that they don't grab each other at all, as a general rule, and it becomes a bit hard to get them to, like, cinch around each other, the the prusik to cinch around the um, climbing rope, and the climbing rope doesn't conform to the ridges in the prusik, so it doesn't want to grab as hard, and you might find that it creeps on you, and you might find that it is on faster than, I mean, it's off faster than it goes on. Um, If you are in an unweighted position, you might find that the hitch cord kind of loses its hold. So like if you're standing on a branch and you have a little bit of slack in your line and then you go to sit into your line and you thought the hitch would hold, it might have actually loosened up because of the stiffness of the like writ cord and it opens up and then you get a little bit of a fall before you actually end up having your hitch cinch and, and grab. I hope that makes sense. So... um. <clears throat> couple of rules of thumb that I kind of, um, think of for this kind of stuff. So anything that's like a long hitch, like a French VT or has a lot of wraps in it, like maybe the Knut doesn't have a ton, but it has a number of like kind of going through, you might want to use a slightly longer cord, uh, 30 inch, uh, 28 inch, maybe something like that. Uh, if it is going to be in certain devices that are kind of short in, in stance. If you're running like a short tether or something like that, maybe a shorter cord and trying to um, tie it really tight with like a 28 inch might be a good option for links. And then um, when it comes to pairing cords and and ropes and and hitch cords, a a general rule of thumb is like-to-like material-wise as long as it's one to one isn't a bad option, but like to like with the hitch cord being smaller is, is going to grip real hard, real quick. So like, let's say, um, I don't even know any cords out there like this that I can think of the top of my head. You guys probably know better than I do in this, in this particular case, but like, let's say that you have a rope that comes in three different sizes. It comes from 11 millimeter up to 13, and it's, you're you're throwing a hitch cord that is 11 millimeter on a half inch rope, but it's the same exact rope, just in different diameters, you may find that the 11 millimeter hitch cord kind of digs in more than you would like. So if it's a soft and very supple rope in your hand, okay, you might want to go with a little bit tighter weave of a hitch cord, like a RIT or the Sterling tri um, Tech kind of stuff. If it's a stiffer rope, medium to really stiff, you might want to go more with like, uh, I should say the climbing rope. If it's like a medium to a static stiffness, <clears throat> you might want to go with a little bit softer of a hitch cord, like a B-Line or something along those lines, something that has a little bit more open fiber that's going to flatten out a little bit on each twist around the climbing line and kind of squish against it and really give you that, that hold, if that makes any sense. Now, these are very basic concepts of hitch cord versus rope, and the nuances are so varied that... These aren't rules. I'm not trying to tell you what to use and not to use. I'm trying to give you a principled guide to kind of start with and then figure out what works for you because I do know some guys who like a very soft hitch on a very soft climbing rope, and they just love it. That's fine. But for them, it works. Other guys can't stand it. Other guys will run something that's not quite as stiff as a tritech, but is a stiffer hitch cord on a cam three max or a very static rope and think that that's great. That's fine too. But both of those extremes are going to be the, the least common denominator. If that makes sense, they're not going to be the average climber who's out there looking for a more balanced feel of hitches. Okay. The other thing to keep in mind with all of this, which should definitely be discussed this um, day and age is whether you're going to use a hitch for your um, SRS or if you're going to use it for DDRT. So um, DND Tree Man says 9 millimeter RIT is nice all around for me. Yeah, and a lot of guys do. A lot of guys find one hitch cord and they throw it on everything and think it's fine. I found that the RIT isn't super great. For me, on like Cam 3 Max or the Teufelberger Static. I forgot what that line is called. Um, please forgive me. I, I can't remember the name of it. But <clears throat> that's just personal preference. Um, I like the writ for me. Um he so D tree man says he's running a hitch climber. Uh, I mean a hitchhiker, yeah. So that's, you know, it that's gonna be the point. Like I was saying, it's gonna. What kind of hitch cord that's best for you may also depend on what style of climbing you're doing. So, let's just give an example one of my favorite ropes out there right now is the um blue, mo- uh, the Yale Poison Moon. Love that rope, it's 11.7, it's the perfect size for me. I love the little bit of stretch it's got, relatively speaking. I love the hand of it, I love how it holds knots. I, I just like the rope. I like that it doesn't get really picked in the trees that much that I climb, but it's soft enough not to be as aggressive on the hands and on equipment as like the Cam 3 Max is. Okay? It's just a personal preference. And for that, I typically run the RIT cord in 8mm or 9mm, or I will run B-Line. I find that B-Line, in certain circumstances, works better than the RIT. For me, when I'm climbing moving rope system, I would really rather have the beeline on it because it's soft enough to it's soft enough to hold the um poison moon, but it is not gonna grab so hard in moving rope system that I can easily With just my bare hands, open it and move it, and it be fluid. RIT, I find sometimes, especially if the cord is newer, so do know that it will change as you use it. It'll break in, and it'll change the feeling. But RIT, for me, and moving rope system on Poison Moon, um, at times can be a little too stiff, and the wraps don't grab the rope in an unloaded situation. So like if I'm limb walking and I'm coming back in from the limb walk and I'm pulling my slack a little bit, but I haven't loaded it, the hitch can move forward. The wraps can be loose around the rope. And then when I go to sit in it, there's a little bit of a, I either have to like engage the knot, the hitch with my hand forward, or there's a little bit of a sit back before it grabs, if that makes any sense. Once again, that's going to depend on the rope that you're using. Now, contrary to that, I would never, as a general rule in my particular case, run like a beeline on a Poison Moon in SRS format or SRT format unless I had a very large beeline um, hitch for the 11.7. So like nine or bigger would be ideal for me in um, Beeline, but even then I still prefer the RIT on Poison Moon for SRS if that makes any sense but it's once again, I mean you think about me I'm right around 260 right now, then I put on like my saddle, which weighs a bit, and then I put on a 661 and it's got a 36 inch bar Um, you're starting to add quite a bit of weight here And when you do all that, and if I'm climbing up to set any rigging, and I have pulleys and slings on me, now we've got extra weight. Um, Now we're talking about a situation where, if you're running a hitch, you do really want to make sure that you're balancing it for what's best for you. Um, And what's going to be the most fluid, not only under the total weight load of everything, because eventually some of that weight's going to come off, for instance, um, when you start the climb, you might not have the 661 on it. I know D&D. It hurts me just thinking about it too. But maybe you don't have the 661 on you when you start the climb. You've got all your gear on you, the pulleys, the slings. You're you Maybe you're hauling up the tail end of the rigging line so that it's already on you. You get all the way up there. You put all the slings out. You put all the pulleys out. Everything. Now you've got the rigging ru- rope running through the you know, friction devices or pulleys or whatever, you've just dropped, you know, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, depending, right? So now you still want that hitch to run, even though your weight distribution has changed or the weight load has changed. So you do need to kind of think these things out and then you want to remember, well, okay, am I going to be, how quickly will I be using the 661? Okay, well, I'm going to use a 661. It's got a 36 inch bar. OK, now I've got that. And you go up and you're like, OK, so I need the hitch to hold me and this. What is a 661 with a 36 inch bar? Uh, um. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand Is it around 25 pounds, ish 28? I can't remember. I haven't looked at them in a while, but you kind of get the idea. <clears throat> so it's gonna be you plus your saddle plus the extra weight of your saw. Then you wanna make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, the hitch will be suited for that weight and not too aggressive without it. So you might have to find a balance there. Now, in all of this, to be fair, there are two kinds of guys that buy hitches and do things. Um, like that. There are some guys that just stick with tried and true, whatever they were trained on, whatever people tell them, that's what they do. And they just learn to deal with it and they like it because it's like consistent. They just know what it is. And they're never going to change that hitch and ropes that are, um, 36 inch bar, the standard, not the light. I, I run a 661 with the Samura light bar and archer chain, which makes it lighter than the steel light bar and stuff. No, the steel light bar is less weight than the Samura. It's just less durable. That's all another topic though. And by durable, I mean it, it flexes more and things like that. So that, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. I don't know. But so you can see that like there's those guys with hitches and then there are the guys that they buy 50 different kinds of hitches, different lengths, different sizes, different materials. And then they all um, test them extensively, trying to figure out which one they like the best. And some will have multiple hitches that, are hitch cords that they run, multiple different styles. So like I said, me with V-Line for my uh, moving rope system versus RIT for SRS or SRT. That's my preferred setup options. Some will run it if they're doing a lot of like lateral or very sharp angle limb walks, they'll run one hitch cord, Or maybe they prefer a specific hitch cord with the um, uh, rope wrench versus um, non-rope wrench, like if they're running the hitchhiker or if they're going to um, run the chicane, which is similar but not the same. Or, I mean, like now we have the new ISC Apex. So, depending on what you're running for your... You know, your um, setup might depend on what hitch cord, what size, what length, and what kind you want to run. Uh, Not only in brand, but also in makeup. Soft versus a harder, you know, uh, hitch cord. So, sometimes the best thing you can do is just simply get out there and test them, right? Um, And it does make a difference. Like, if you're in a pine tree and it's pitchy, maybe you're going to use one kind of rope and one kind of hitch. But if you're in like a sprawling oak or a willow tree or um, like a big elm, um, cottonwood, something like that, and you've got a lot of like sharp angle lateral um, tie-in points and you're doing a lot of limb walking that's more horizontal than vertical, maybe you want a different one that doesn't grab quite as aggressively, and that would be better for you. So one hitch cord for everything is kind of a short-sighted mentality in my opinion And, and i don't mean to offend anybody but i'm saying there's probably a better option for at least some of your setups that another cord might be able to give you but you have to test it and play with it and figure out what that is okay that's very important it's it's super important to me to test but then again i come from a very analytical standpoint on things and i do a lot of product testing for companies because that's how my mind works and i don't like to settle for just good enough. I like it to be the best that I can realistically make it. And then I, even when I find that, I keep testing to see if something might just happen to be better. That's just me though. So kind of keep that in mind. I don't mean to um, try to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you a new perspective possibly on things that hopefully will be helpful to you. Okay. So basic principles of this, once again, Figure out what kind of style you're climbing, moving rope system or um, DDRT or SRT, whatever you want to call it. Um, And then, of course, uh, DND, Tree Man says low and slow. That's definitely important. Um, But you might say, well, how can I know low and slow if something works for horizontal limb walks? Super simple. Take a piece of two by four, lay it on the ground, extending out from the trunk of the tree out, just like a branch would be. Tie your um, device off or your climbing rope really low. Maybe you don't even throw it in the tree. Maybe you just use like a um, anchor on the trunk above your head and you put your climb rope through it and then lean on that two by four and work it out and see how hard that friction is on there doing limb walk style stuff, okay? Super important, super important. Um, And then if you're doing more vertical climbing, maybe a different kind, you know. So the principles are pick it for the style. Don't go more than one to one ratio, hitch to rope climbing. And then also two tight woven stiff cords tend not to work as well together. One overly small hitch cord on a very large rope tends not to work very well together. And you want to make sure that if you have a very stiff hitch, you might want to run a moderately to super soft rope. And if you have a very soft hitch cord, you might want to run a moderate to stiffer construction rope. Hope that makes sense to you all. So that's just a few points on the hitch cord, and I think I'm going to cut it off there. We will talk about um, chainsaw bars and all that kind of stuff later in another episode. And I appreciate you guys all stopping by. I appreciate the comments from D&D Tree Man. Good to see everybody that was here. If you have any comments and you're listening to the podcast, please reach out to me. You can reach me at Eric underscore McGrew. That's E-R-I-C underscore M-C-G-R-E-W at Instagram. And you can also um, check out my YouTube channel and see what's going on there. And of course, I hope to be able to come to you guys again. I'm trying to do this every Monday night. So keep that in mind. And I'm sure happy to see all of you come by. I had a number of um, followers stop by and check out at least portions of the live Instagram. And I know a lot of people will download this and listen to it. So I really appreciate that. I thank you guys all very, very much. Please don't forget to go check out Gap Arbor Supply. They have an awesome, awesome service area for everybody, customer um, response, customer help. And they have awesome products at really quality prices and they have some really fast shipping as well. So Ray is a great guy. He he really wants to build a business that's based around quality and not gimmick. So go give him a try. Also got to give a big shout out to the whole Gap Arbor Supply Climbing team. I'm on the team. Um, Tree Um Froggin, who is Ricky Witherby, is on there. Um, Levi Woodall, who is Treevi, is on there. Zach Richardson, which is zigzagman.zr, is on there. Patrick Fitch, which is Tide Eye climber here on Instagram, is on the team. And then Jonathan Foote, who is um, Industrial Tarzan, is also on the team, and we are super stoked to have all of them working with Gap Arbor Supply. And then, of course, don't forget, Weaver is one of um, the companies that I'm working with, and we have a bunch of new product out. If you haven't gone by their website, go by the weaverarborist.com website. Check out what's new, and you'll see a bunch of stuff that they've come out with recently and we've got more in the works that's coming out soon. Keep an eye on the Instagram and my Facebook groups that I'm involved in for some um, marketing material. I am looking for some uh, polls to be answered and different things like that. And with the answering of the questions and poll material, I will be selecting some people from the comments or who participated to give away free product to, for, um, your help from, to random people that answered, but you have to be part of the polls or leave a comment to be qualified for that. So thank you all very, very much. I hope to see you guys in the next one. And I will talk to you guys later.